0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Where I Belong. Uh, I think this is episode six, technically. Uh, It's been like three weeks since I did them, or four weeks, so... Gotta bear with me, I'm a little rusty. But I am here with uh, sweet, sweet cousin Gabe. Say hello, Gabe. Hello, Gabe. And there's a little bit of a delay since I'm using Facebook Messenger. uh, And I've got this elaborate setup in front of me right now of microphone bluetooth speakers laptop iphone you know facebook messenger and all that other shit but nonetheless we're gonna go through this i want to say happy birthday to cousin gabe because his birthday was on the 11th and that was like what 10 days ago happy birthday cousin gabe yes thank you uh, I was on- oh. oh for fuck's sake he just broke up look Say whatever you just said again because uh figures the Bluetooth or not the Bluetooth, the uh the interwebs just crapped out on me. Uh
1: I said my birthday was actually on the twelfth, but thank you. I had a great Why birthday. the fuck did I think it was eleventh? I maybe you like sequential number?
0: Maybe uh I know John's birthday's on the first. Maybe something happened there. Well either way, uh you're in you're in uh, Las Vegas, right?
1: Sunny Las Vegas, yeah. Uh, about 104 degrees outside right
0: now but it's dry heat right so it's not the same thing as over here like right now it's like maybe 80 but it's humid as shit it's disgusting
1: no yeah it's absolutely dry out here um miserable yeah it's wet really fast
0: i feel like i could deal with that though like the the dryness of it like the stickiness there's not bugs out there either right there's no real like mosquitoes and shit um no you
1: you definitely got some fine bugs covering around your head and whatnot, but not as many as on the East Coast. Um, and I could definitely deal with walking and running a lot longer here than I would in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, it is pretty fucking gross here. What about the mosquitoes? You guys got mosquitoes like that or no?
1: Um, we don't have mosquitoes like New Jersey does. Like, you know how you can walk through a field over there and then there's a little bit of water and then a wall of mosquitoes?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting.
1: Yeah, no, You'll
0: find, like, five or six mosquitoes hovering around here. All right. So, you've been out um, traveling across the country, basically, since the ripe old age of maybe 19 or 20? Uh, 19
1: is when I left New Jersey for good the
0: first time. Yeah. And from New Jersey, you went straight... We used to have an apartment together, Gabe and I. Well, we had two apartments together although the first one I wouldn't really call an apartment it was more like a an abandoned squatting yeah something an abandoned ex heroin addict's house who whose home we uh commandeered after he went to jail for heroin stuff I feel like that's a good place to start that's a great place to start okay so let's start there uh so how did you end up in this heroin addict's house. How old were we?
1: Um, I would say about 17, 18. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That's about right.
1: Um, and, uh, I, I was living in a car at the time, and my friend Brad had a cousin who was just letting it move in.
0: That's pretty much the deal, right? There was nothing, he didn't ask for anything in return. It was just like, oh, you want to, uh, live here yeah sure why not you could live here
1: yeah pretty much he just he just looked like he wanted friends because he had mm-hmm.
0: none yeah because a heroin that'll do it and um i was living on our, our mutual friend nub's couch and i had been there maybe close to a month and it just sucked living there you know one because it, you're on nub's couch but two because nub woke up at the ass crack of dawn and he would jump on me to wake me up and he also had fucking dogs that would wake you up and he had a mom who would wake up at like five in the morning and you're sleeping on on her living room sofa so uh, it's pretty fucking awkward when she's right there like not her fault obviously not her fault but it's very awkward when she's making breakfast and, 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 and coffee and shit reading the paper and you're just sleeping on her sofa so at some point you come to me and you're like, hey, you, do you, would you like to live in this heroin addict's house? And no offense to Nub, but I was like, yes, yes, I would. So, so <laughs> well,
1: I. Well, I mean, when when opportunities come around to not be around an officiating adult or people that are going to bother you, I think, you understand making the move.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, it was, you know, nice of him to let me stay there for sure, but not necessarily the greatest place so we move into this place you're already there you're there with uh our buddy brad i believe greg was there too right
1: yes greg was there as well why was greg there um well you know i sort of pampered and um his family pretty much did everything he needed for him and whatnot and i guess he just didn't want to accept that and wanted to be a Grinch kid, and he ended up with us.
0: Yeah, so Greg had, like, everything going for him, but he was just like, um... I don't know. It was like somebody who decides to leave their rich life and go live in the wild for a documentary. That was pretty much... Yeah,
1: pretty much. <clears throat> I think he just wanted more of the reputation.
0: I could see that, yeah. There's this, uh, this romanticizing of it's like when people that aren't from the ghetto want to be from the ghetto and that's never
1: what you want in real
0: life yeah but it's this romanticizing of the struggle you know the struggle is romantic and if you haven't gone through the struggle then you idolize or at least uh, revere people who have been through the struggle and so you put yourself through stupid shit like Greg who was like I will gladly live in this house with this heroin addict and
1: whatever so, yeah, it's really, really ridiculous to me because I, over a thousand would envy the, the life you had over the parents. we're always talking, boom, they always had food, we're always left like, whatever we wanted, whatever we wanted.
0: Yeah. Listen, listen, I'm going to call you right back. The video is trying to connect and it's, it's crapping out. So we're going to try just doing the, uh, the, the phone call. All right. Just bear with me. I'm going to call you. Or maybe I could just switch over to it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hang up and call you right back. These fucking... It's a bummer because this is about the only way that we could get this phone call going is through Facebook Messenger, and Facebook Messenger is fucking trash. So, let's try this again. hello okay so I'm hoping that it, it is a little bit better uh just without the, str- the struggle of having to do the video so anyway um yeah. it already sounds better say something something yeah good perfect <laughs> okay so uh we move into this place we're with these people um and after a few really dodgy super strange incidents with this heroin addict who by the way had a a fetish for doors
1: oh yeah there was a million doors in the basement it's fucking
0: strange the dude collected doors I've never seen anything like that in my life
1: well he also used to like sweep the grass and stuff like that at like 4 o'clock in the morning
0: yeah yeah I remember walking out there at some point really late 3-4 in the morning and he's sweeping the front lawn like the actual grass so uh don't do heroin kids
1: he was absolutely ridiculous
0: Yeah, um, but to jump ahead a little bit, one day he just doesn't come home, which is our fucking dream come true, by the way, because he was like a buzz kid, we would smoke a lot of weed, and he would, like, push himself into the scythe, which is, you know, understandable, you fucking live here, (laughs) it's your house, um, but, you know, we were like 18 years old, he was like 30-something probably older than yeah, that yeah he
1: was really desperate for attention and he was also really cocky and really into himself
0: very strange yeah he had long ponytail he's like a, a white dude with a ponytail which right there you know red flags uh and except for when
1: i did it for that little while
0: did you do a ponytail
1: i did when i had long hair
0: why didn't you consult me first
1: um yeah, I, I i consulted the female that was uh interested in me at the moment so that was all i was
0: concerned with all right well that's a move so um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so he goes to jail he doesn't come home one night and we wake up in the morning and it's fantastic it's amazing and uh and we find out it was there, a whole new
1: world opened up to us. oh my
0: god i mean we're 18 years old we have a house i'm talking like it's a duplex but there's a living room there's a kitchen there's a, a basement there's uh two bedrooms and a bathroom i mean
1: and it's bedrooms technically
0: three bed oh yeah that weird and he put an addition onto the porch and turned it into a room and it was you know it was fine did a good job i don't know that he did it but somebody did it um and the laundry chute that was fun oh my god i forgot about the laundry chute that's the only place i've ever lived with a laundry chute that was like a dream come true me too Yeah, I had always seen them on TV. And I always thought, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. A a tube that connects. I I thought
1: they were myths made up for TV.
0: Right? Nobody really has this. And then all of a sudden, we we had a lot
1: of fun just throwing random things down there.
0: It went all the way to the basement, too. It's it's actually convenient. I mean, you put a basket at the bottom of the chute, and then you just chuck your shit down it. And it would land. I'd be
1: surprised if we did something similar to that.
0: I mean no nah, that that was for sure I mean that's the the main use, right is like you put a basket at the bottom, you just throw your clothes uh,
1: for for a long time we we literally just threw our clothes down there and it all just hit the ground
0: yeah, so we probably you know we're one basket short of doing it the right way, but uh you know very cool that
1: describes my head perfectly
0: it's one basket short oh. <laughs> so yeah we're 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 eighteen years old, we now have a house and I remember that happened somewhere around our birthdays and um, uh, yeah because somewhere around there yeah I, I'm July you're August um, so it was I think right before summer kicked off something like I, that. I
1: couldn't I couldn't be specific I really don't know
0: well the reason that I think it was is because I remember for like the better part of a, a, a solid month. It was just a party. Oh, uh, yes. Like, people sure. would show up. We never had our doors locked, really. And No, yeah, um, we would
1: just have constant people in the house.
0: Yeah, and they would just walk in at whatever in the morning, and they'd wake you up with, like, a 30-pack and a blunt.
1: And that was, that was amazing for a long time until uh, the electricity got cut off.
0: Yeah, because we didn't pay the bills. And then would do flashlight parties. And then winter came, and it got... It got dark and sad.
1: And propane heaters.
0: Yeah, which you probably shouldn't. Well, let's let's jump back a little bit. Let's go back to the, the, the feeling of being, um, you know, 18 years old. It was probably our 18th birthday or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was because I got kicked out when I was 17. And uh, I had only been kicked out for a little bit living on Nub's couch. So, you know. That summer, would have been my birthday. would have wish would have been eighteen. So yeah, eighteen years old, and uh, and you have this place all of a sudden, and people are showing up every day with drugs, and and people from all over, might I add. Oh yeah, well you had a knack for bringing in uh, uh, just people from all different towns. I was very, I still am very reserved with who I, uh, I I I bring into my life, but you were always good with. Just, you know, people liked you and and they would just come over. There would be new faces all the fucking time.
1: I also think that's the reason why we're both living such different lives at the moment.
0: Yeah, I I imagine that makes sense.
1: But we can get to that later.
0: So, uh, yeah, it was just constantly a different person. uh, Constantly showing up with different goodies and, and everybody was always bringing food and I mean, there was a period around our birthdays... you remember the day that that chick accused you of taking... Oh, no, you thought that chick took your cigarettes?
1: Yeah, and I just asked her to see the bag.
0: Yeah, and she... So, somebody... We've got all these crazy heads at our house, people we don't even fucking know. Uh, it's just a house party. This is going on for a while, I think. At least the the full-blown house party was, I think, a couple of weeks at least. And
1: Somewhere around there.
0: So, Gabe's pack of cigarettes goes missing... And one thing leads to another. He thinks that he knows who's taken the pack of cigarettes and he just asked to see it. It was because you knew how many cigarettes were in the pack too and and shit like that.
1: Because it was brand new, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, you know, and then you get to go and, all right, well, I feel like it's this person. I lost a brand new pack of cigarettes. They have a brand new pack of cigarettes. Hmm. You know, but she causes a fucking scene. She's like a little ghetto chick, uh, a little white chick with like a ghetto kind of thing going on. And uh, just
1: immediately got super defensive. Yeah,
0: and and blew everything out of hand. It escalated very quickly. Next thing you know, uh Gabe is walking through the house with machetes and uh and I I don't remember what the fuck happened. I know they left. You know, it was like this chick and like I
1: remember being I remember being outside and there was gonna be a fight but it never happened.
0: That's usually how fights go. You know, nine times yeah. out of ten
1: people, people just ended up leaving
0: Yeah I also remember when um, When our mutual friend Kyle uh, Was cheating on his girlfriend at the time Do you remember this?
1: Oh my god, and she busted up in there Oh, it was the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Oh my god I still laugh about it to this day Like She just walked up in there and smacked the piss out of him
0: We were in the back smoking hookah When it happened at least I was. And all of a sudden, I hear her her voice. She's screaming. And I recognize her voice, and I know that he's upstairs with somebody else, or at least was. And I, I was, like, ducking around corners and peeking out with the biggest smile you've ever seen in your fucking life. I was so excited. And she slapped the shit out of him in our front yard. And... She brought her... Yeah, yeah that is happened. Yeah, she brought her aggro little cousin. This very tiny little person. She brought her with her, too. And they're on our front lawn, and they're, it's nighttime. We've got a house full of people. Everybody's screwed up, and they're drawing all this attention. And I remember me and you going out there and just asking them, like, hey, listen, you know, I understand that he's done what he's done, but you are jeopardizing our our lifestyle right now by drawing all this attention if you guys could just please and i think they were really nice about it i think they they said you know what i remember her saying like for you gabe sure and uh
1: yeah because definitely around that point um i think it had been a few months since rich had gone to jail and things were quite illegal at that moment
0: oh my god shit got crazy i mean it was it was bananas every day every night was bananas that was probably around the time that the backyard was on fire remember that
1: the backyard. Oh yeah, yeah. Right around the time, I thought it was a brilliant idea to set a mattress on fire.
0: I I don't know what it was. I I I always just assume somebody threw something out the window, like the, the back window, like a lit something, and I I come to. Uh,
1: I I have no idea. do you, well, you remember when we had the uh, the rope, going to the end of the backyard, and Rich tried to go across it?
0: Yeah, you know, after you left, I went back there years later and got that rope. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, me and Nub went through this phase of like you know different workouts and stuff and i was like you know what's really good workout is like rope climbing and he was like yeah maybe we should go buy a rope from home depot and i went actually you know what i'm pretty sure there's still a rope in that backyard of that fucking crack den we used to squat in and he was yeah. like you won't go get it and uh i think it was winter i think there was snow on the ground oh. and i climbed i went into the backyard I climbed up onto the railing, I jumped up onto the roof, which was terrifying because I didn't have the same strength that I had at 18 years old, so Uh, I was like halfway up the roof, and I felt my grip start to give, and if I fell, it would have been just fucking curtains, I would have screwed myself up so bad, so I like dug deep and pulled everything I had out of me and got up onto that fucking roof, and then when I was standing up there, I was like, am I retarded? What the fuck am I doing right now? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but Get, go over this shit.
0: oh my god yeah so but you know and long story short I got the rope and we climbed it for a little bit until Nub got like we put it on a tree branch in his backyard he climbed three quarters of the way up and then it broke and he just came splashing down oh, wow. into the, yeah it was fucking terrible it was awesome though
1: well after years of sitting there in the rain and the elements rotting so.
0: yeah there's was not a good move not a good move so, but you remember when that
1: when we thought that rope saved our lives?
0: Oh, when we thought it would save our lives? No, when it, when we thought
1: it did, when it did save our lives. I don't remember. This is about the time we had all the windows blacked out at that place, and it had been nearly a year, I guess, since Rich had been there. And then all of a sudden, there's flashing lights outside, and you and I start bugging out like the cops are there to get us.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I remember this But they weren't
1: And then we, yeah, we went upstairs and we stayed up there for a while And then we were like, fuck this And we climbed that rope all the way to the end of the yard Hopped over the fence and ran a few blocks to Nebby's house
0: Yeah, I do remember that Yeah, well, we were and in then a then constant And then had
1: him do a drive-by And he was like, oh, they were there for your neighbors
0: Yeah, yeah Yeah, we were in a constant fear. Fear was constantly gripping us in that place because you're illegally squatting there and you're constantly doing the drugs and it's just, there's nothing, every day you're like, this is my last. Like something is going to come and ruin this paradise that we've created here, that we've somehow fallen into. Uh,
1: Yeah, everything was going way too good for way too long.
0: Ah, man, but that feeling, I I recommend, (laughs) not the best advice giver, Let me uh, preface it with this. Not the best advice giver, but I would recommend to any 17, 18-year-old, go lay down on rock bottom for a while. See what that's like, because it does a couple of things to you. One, it eliminates a lot of fear, you know, because you kind of go, what's rock bottom going to feel like? Like if I ever crash and hit rock bottom, like, oh my God, it's 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 a mystery. You've never been there before. You've been swaddled by your parents. Your entire life and you have no idea what it is to have to fend for yourself so uh it kind of eliminates that fear like i'm not really afraid of much of anything now because i know like ah, eh, things may be bad maybe money's tight maybe this job sucks or whatever but i know what worse looks like and this this ain't and while it the
1: fear of things like that are not there anymore it definitely puts you in a place to work harder and not be in that same position again
0: yeah it's another thing too once because you've it tasted that. it Right, but...
1: uh, Uh, That that
0: wasn't a good life for anybody. (laughs) Yeah, but it it was... I mean, it wasn't without its ups. I mean... No,
1: definitely. We had a a lot of amazing times and things like that. We were just way too stressed out for 18-year-olds.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. It puts an irrational amount of stress on you. It makes you paranoid. Not to mention, I was a balls-deep conspiracy theorist. uh, And so... I thought if the cops weren't going to come get me any day now, martial law was, <laughs> or the fucking uh, Anunnaki or 2012 or some terrible fucking thing that I was constantly prepping for buying buying shitty knives from flea markets because that was going to save me.
1: But, but then again, pros and cons because that was also the reason we were down in the basement every day training with knives and swords and we got really good on the speed bags and you remember how callous our knuckles got on that burlap sack of an army um, punching bag we had?
0: Yeah. We
1: just got bloody knuckles all day, every day.
0: Yeah, because we didn't have boxing gloves. Well, we had one pair, which uh, I actually gave to Nub recently, because Nub was supposed to start his journey into boxing. Uh, we I took him to the gym and everything. We did a day of jujitsu, and then he was like, yeah, dude, I think this is a good move for me, and I gave him my gloves, and then he never fucking... He never went. I even bought him brand new gloves for Christmas, and he never went. So I'm about to ask for my old gloves back at the very least. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it training, though. We did a lot of swinging knives around, uh, but nobody ever showed us the right way to swing knives around, so we probably just practiced the the wrong way to do that for a long time but it was fun it certainly was fun how
1: many punching bags fell victim to our knives and oh my god yeah because at some
0: point you're just like i gotta stab this thing i gotta (laughs) i have to stab this bag i gotta know what it's like man so yeah we definitely fucked up a lot of bags
1: hanging it up and like tackling it to the ground with while stabbing it
0: yeah yeah definitely um i remember oh
1: my god
0: okay so like you know as life goes all things good or bad must come to an end so uh one day we're met with the catalyst of change which is the arrival of Rich's brother the mother uh and mother yeah the heroin addict's brother uh you know like I said heroin addict goes to jail we get a long time of freedom uh we have an amazing summer and then winter starts to come knocking on the door and it just fucking ruins our lives because every day it's as cold outside or cold inside rather as it is outside uh the electricity doesn't work the plumbing doesn't work um and now we are just in an abandoned house that's been destroyed from our party antics um and and I, i think we also destroyed the toilet there was a mountain of shit in the toilet.
1: Yes, there there was it, was... it was a Mount Everest of poo that piled up in that toilet because we had no plumbing.
0: Yeah, we didn't have plumbing, so the name of the game was Keep Shitting in the Toilet Until the Poo Piles Up So High <laughs> that you can't sit on the seat anymore. <laughs> so yeah. so at that, that point, ridiculous. you start going to, like, you know, the deli down the street to take dumps, and, you know, it was just... Uh, this. Uh, this point it all came to a you know a point with the plumbing and the and the and the winter and the power outage and the shit in the toilet and the dishes in the sink remember that
1: oh yeah the dishes in the sink were mold for days wow i mean also the you've got webs and spiders in the in the cup of noodles.
0: oh we were eating spiders for a long time yeah that was an accident i don't want to make it sound like we were survivalists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just eating these cup
1: we just, of...
0: Like, yeah, of, of yeah, we we're, were shooting an episode of fucking Survivor Man. No, it was... We had... Somebody had bought us a large, like, you know, month's supply of uh cup of noodles, ramen noodles. And what I had assumed for the longest time was, like, the adhesive that keeps the little paper top on the cup. Well, I thought that adhesive was ending up in the soup somehow you know through whatever process we were using to to heat it up i don't even i think this is when the power still worked at this time so we were microwaving them and uh and you know you would get like this weird stringy substance and you'd go fucking whatever it's it's just the glue and every once in a while you'd come across something that you would think is like a big black peppercorn and but you were just so hungry you weren't really paying attention and one day we were paying attention yeah we
1: we didn't really question what it was we had to eat it
0: yeah and what I I don't even I mean at some point we discovered oh shit this is actually every single one of these ramen noodle cups is filled with spiders and spider webs and we didn't realize that till what like we had three left out of the whole case or some shit like yeah, that yeah there was
1: literally just a couple there was just a couple left
0: yeah and we were just examining them and we go oh shit this is fucking spiders bro which you know we we ain't dead. You know, but did you die? Yeah, no, we, we
1: definitely didn't die. But no. eating spiders isn't all that bad for
0: you. Yeah, I mean uh I I hear compelling arguments that before we were ever uh even apes that ate vegetation, we were insectivores, we just ate insects, you know, so that's cool. It's, it's in our DNA, boy Yeah, a little bit of
1: a little bit of spider never
0: hurt nobody um
1: no no that hurt people
0: that hurt yeah but yeah spiders definitely they hurt people well you you, you know if you eat them you win in like evolutionary Depending on the spider yeah you killed the spider you 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 overcame adversity i don't know i'm just looking for the silver lining and eating spiders maybe it's not there
1: it i mean for some people, I mean, I hear you can fry them up real good, and the excess skeleton gets real crunchy.
0: I've actually seen people eat tarantulas, uh, like it's a thing to do in other countries, so there's the silver lining.
1: Oh, yeah, people eat scorpions and things like that, too.
0: Yeah, so what what I'm trying to say is we're cultured, and...
1: Yeah, exactly. We're not disgusting at all.
0: So, but yeah, so this, this eventually, um, like we said, this guy's brother shows up with the mom... And they made us sign a contract. I don't want to get into the contract because I don't remember. I just know she wrote something up that was just like, "You fucking owe me for the countless months of rent and the damages done to the home." And she made us sign it. We were like, "Well, what the fuck other position are we?" in of course, we'll sign the shit. So yeah, uh, and then and then
1: there was returning like once a month and making us clean up the house, which we kind of held good on. We did. No, we patched up holes and painted, and I mean, cleaned the floors. We cleaned out all the doors and shit from the basement. Yeah, the
0: hundreds and hundreds of doors that this dude had been collecting in the basement, we we cleared those out. Uh, yeah. We set a lot of that on fire,
1: actually. Yes, yes, yes. We did. Yeah, we dug up that. That it was. <clears throat> that's um because of the little fire pit we dug in the backyard. Yeah. And then we put a grate over it so we could cook. Yeah, yeah,
0: I remember all that. We got we did some cooking on that.
1: Yeah, we, we, go, we went across the street and collected pears from the tree, brought them back and fried them up, and they were horrible, but we ate them.
0: Yeah, we made, like, pear sauce, like you would make applesauce, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> one time the cops came there because we were in the front yard shooting each other with BB guns that looked real
1: yeah oh my god i remember that
0: that was terrifying i had a warrant at that time actually and i was terrified that they were gonna figure out who i was uh
1: speaking of warrants um i had had one at the time and this was around the time that brad and i decided to walk through chris amboy oh yeah And i got arrested yeah how long were you gone and then uh i was gone for a few hours because we were all sure i was going to jail yeah and then um, Perth Amboy released me from the police station And I had to walk all the way back
0: Why the fuck did they release you?
1: And then I couldn't get into the house Because everybody was asleep Because they didn't want to take me to Matuchin. <laughs> That's awesome So yeah I got
0: off on that Fucking lazy police work That's funny yeah Because they have to take you to whatever area the, the warrant is from Yeah and they didn't want to yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so... that uh, What was that? The the guns, and I remember they actually they showed up to the house, and they were like, we hear you're outside with guns. And I was like, they're just BB guns? And they were like, yeah, we figured that, though. Uh, can we see them? And I was like, sure. And I ran back, and I grabbed the shittiest BB gun that we had that was, like, the most frail. So if you tried to cock the barrel back, it would fall apart almost every time. So I brought it over to them, but it looked really shit. Uh, And I was like, yeah, see, look. And they looked at it, and they were like, oh, my God. And then I just cocked it back and broke the thing into a million pieces, and I was like, see, they're just pieces of shit. And she was just like, for sure, don't do that anymore. Uh, These look really real, and, you know, it's not good to – because we lived on a main road. like
1: Right off the parkway. Yeah,
0: right off the parkway. Like, so if you were coming into Fords, the only way you were coming into Fords was like, one of three or four roads, this was it. This was the big one. And we're just there, running back and forth. We went through a terrible phase where we would just shoot each other in the fucking face with BB guns. (laughs) And blow darts. Dude, that was a terrible idea. Like, the fact that none of us ever got really fucked up. Seriously injured? Yeah. I remember... You shot me in one eyebrow, and then later on in the day, you shot me in the other eyebrow. <laughs> and both my eyebrows were swolled up. I
1: think... That that happened inside the house.
0: Yeah, that did happen inside the house.
1: Through, like, that little window that led to the outside room from the kitchen.
0: Yeah, that became Everywhere my picture. you, like, peeked up. Yeah, and you shot me right in the eyebrows. I also remember you put the fucking... <laughs> You put this stupid pistol up to my neck and you go, are you feeling lucky, punk? And I specifically went, no. (laughs) And then you shot me in the neck. And you managed to like... Yeah, but I let you shoot me in the neck back. Because you didn't know that it was loaded or some stupid shit. But my face like locked up. I remember getting, you shot me like directly in a fucking like tendon in my neck and it just locked up part of my face for a few seconds. And you were like, oh my god, I'm so sorry It was was a bad idea It was a bad idea to just constantly shoot those BB guns in the house And then of course Nub had to ruin everything By going and purchasing An actual CO2 airsoft pistol Which Oh yeah Ours were just spring loaded Like they hurt like a bitch But, you know, they were just spring loaded His was a fucking
1: These were launching out with fucking force
0: Yeah, you know, little CO2 canisters And they would fuck you up so bad He was such an asshole He still has that gun. Every once in a while, he pulls it out, and I'm like, I'm an adult. I will kill you.
1: (laughs) This is unacceptable, (laughs)
0: unacceptable levels of fuckery that you're trying to achieve right now. But they were fun, man. Fuck fuck, fuck
1: all those games these days. We're too old for that shit.
0: I was watching the videos. We have these videos uh, from the store that we would buy BB guns from, and what they would do is they would allow you to get shot with a you know a certain amount of times with a certain amount of bb guns i mean bbs you know and if you could take it on video and they would put it on youtube they would give you a gun at least that was the myth only one man ever received a gun it was nub because he got the co2 pistol from getting shot in the back with what they called uh oh no it was it was the video was called nubby 2k and they shot him with 2,000 bbs you remember that
1: um, no, I wasn't there. Around that time, I was in jail.
0: Well, we took you there when you got out, and you did Skeletor versus...
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: So you tried to deflect BBs from a machine gun, BB gun, with uh, nunchucks.
1: I, no, I, it, it wasn't just a machine gun. It was, um, I had the foam nunchucks of death.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah.
1: That I tried to spring in front of me to deflect them. But, yeah. Um, you, you had you were double balling guns... Um, John had one Amanda had one Nubby had a DPMS all metal the automatic oh so we and were all and then old. Um, and then the old guy what I can't remember Mike Mike yeah Mike. he He's had two Tokyo Marus.
0: <laughs> yeah and um, I got
1: lit up by all of y'all yep
0: do you remember John got it on his bare skin yeah
1: oh my
0: god they shot yeah, our boy John all over his back You know, they called it the smiley face gun because the objective was to use this this long-barreled machine gun to try to draw a smiley face on your back with this with the BBs. And uh, you know, so he pulls his shirt up, and I'm talking like little bloody holes all over his back. (laughs) God, that was such a bad idea. We were into that. We were kind of masochistic. On
1: YouTube, by the way.
0: Yeah, I watched them the other day. We were all sitting. I think actually.
1: Mine is labeled Skeletor and Friends
0: Well, the last podcast that I did We're watching those videos So if you want to listen to that later on Like I said, I'll give you the link We're watching those videos watching on that podcast That's a funny coincidence But every, every like five years I pull those videos up I find them again I'm like, oh shit
1: You know, Yeah, every and, now and again I do too Yeah,
0: it's uh, It's brutal but that's where we got all those BB guns from, and we fucked everything up in that house with those guns, and including each other. I mean, we used to just hide around corners and blast each other. Like, the whole house would turn into a war zone where all of us would have out of guns. Nowhere,
1: too. What's that? I said out of nowhere, too. Like, no one had a warning.
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, if you shot one time, it hurt so bad you immediately sought revenge, and then everybody would see that guns are out... Hello? yeah yeah sorry this fucking stupid thing timed out um but yeah everybody would see that the guns were out and as soon as that happened it would be like you know grab your gun and defend yourself because at any moment you can get shot and that just led to fucking nonsense just nonsense constant nonsense yeah and the crossbow i still have that crossbow do
1: you that what was it, like a 40 pound or something like that? that
0: has an 80 pound pull string on that crossbow for some reason that's what it said. Oh, wow. I know the drawstring that I buy for it says 80 pounds. So, nice. And that's that. So, anyway, back on track. Uh, you know, they come in. They make us start to uh, redo, fix the house and shit. He's a pillhead head who uh, does a lot of – I don't even know what he was doing. Do you know what he was doing? Oh, I was like Xanax
1: and shit like
0: that. Yeah, that's when Xanax was, like, real big. You know, he probably had like a back issue He got prescribed Xanax And and he went to town with it He would get super fucked up He would pass out And then he would grind his teeth in his sleep Remember that?
1: Oh yeah, real bad
0: Yeah And uh, he sucked too Not as bad as Rich, but he sucked He was weird He didn't have a ponytail and shit like that But,
1: you know, he was just Yeah, he had this short hair But he was definitely the outcast
0: Oh, for sure, every single type. time, man it's just a weird dude who was kind of had like a power. Uh, there was a power dynamic where he felt like he had power over us, which, in a in a way, he he deserved to have power over us because we but didn't, he, really... he didn't have shit over us. We didn't give a fuck. I punched him in the mouth one time accidentally, but it was satisfying as shit. <laughs> remember that we were like boxing do remember that yeah we were like slap boxing kind of sort of he put my boxing gloves on and and he just was very uncoordinated and he I threw like a fake punch and he just ducked straight into it and I punched him straight in the teeth and it was like when you have a child that you hurt and the kid's crying and you're trying to show him like look I I got hurt too so that he laughs or something his teeth cut my yeah. knuckle and even though he's wobbled I'm trying to be like, but look what your teeth did to my knuckle. <laughs> and he's like, oh,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, okay, good, thank God, thank God. Because you basically, at that point, we just punched the landlord in the mouth, you know, and that's not good.
1: Yeah, we, we did everything we could to just keep on his good side so we didn't get kicked out.
0: Which, you know, just meant for a lot of weird times. And you kind of got the feeling that the era was at an end.
1: Coming to a close.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, I remember I had a uh, a small savings that an uncle had put away for me. And I was like, I'm going to see if I have access to that savings and we're going to get the hell out of here. We're going to get an apartment. A, a real
1: one. And I remember right, right when we were talking about this, that was the day that Nubby came and picked me up and I went to jail.
0: That was that day? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Y- young Nub was having uh girlfriend issues and it was all stupid shit but the cops didn't like the looks of people outside on the street at night like arguing or whatever and gabe was just there for moral support and the next thing you know but gabe had warrants gabe had warrants and just trying to be a good friend just trying to be there for his friend gets swept off into the night and you were gone for a good week
1: oh no it was, longer. It was about a month was it a month Oh
0: my god, yeah, yeah they you're didn't right get a
1: court date. Oh man. That's right,
0: I forgot about that. What did they do? They consider it time served? Uh,
1: you know, I've I've heard a bunch of stories since then, um, but I think it is because I don't owe any fines or anything.
0: Yeah, it's just time served. That's what they did to me. They like I went to jail on a Friday and then, you know, they're they're not the the judge isn't in on the weekend. And so Monday rolls around, and they forgot about me. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and then that Thursday, so I had been in for, like, six days or something like that. And they were like, oh, you've been in here this long? Shit, my bad. Uh, and then they were like, well, consider it time served. You're free to go. And I was like, are you f-
1: – what? Who What? Yeah. You, do you remember the phone calls y'all would get from
0: me, like, once a week? Yeah. Uh, it was like, you have a collect call from Gabe – Get me the fuck out of here, Corvo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Those are fucking great. Hey, we're always so There's sad. I could
1: communicate. And then we
0: took you out for a triple whopper.
1: Yes, I remember because I was talking to my cellmate. He was like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I want a triple whopper so bad." Yeah. And when y'all asked me what I wanted when I got out, that was it.
0: Yeah, triple whopper.
1: And you had a blonde waiting too.
0: Yeah, boy. Straight out of jail, straight into an illegal situation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure, like, we lit the blood as soon as we left prison property. I mean, I'm very jail sure. Property.
0: Which is hilarious because I would never dream of. I can't even dream of of uh, uh, having weed and 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 smoking weed in a car is terrifying to me. The idea that we ever did that is just like holy shit, dude. Like you're you're a sitting duck. You're just completely fucked. Yeah. Like if you get pulled over for a fucking tail light, you know you're screwed. So I I just I the idea that we used to do that just blows my mind but uh the past
1: few states i've lived in have all been legal so i haven't really been too concerned
0: yeah that's a beautiful thing i think they're working on it it should be happening here within the next few months
1: well it's been decriminalized in new jersey
0: yeah but their recreational is about to happen like you know so we should get uh yeah that's right it was decriminalized but we should get shops and shit open soon because we got and a,
1: that will be the golden age.
0: Yeah, we got a list recently of the um, the, not the judiciary. I forget what you call them, the municipalities that are not going to participate in the sales of recreational marijuana, and luckily it was like no place that we've ever lived or even interested in being, but the the catch is if you if you uh, don't participate like if you don't let shops open and shit you cannot reap any of the benefits from the tax that they're going to take from weed so any yeah. of the money the tax money that you would have gotten you're not going to get just because you think that weed stores are bad but like alcohol stores are fine like I've known any pothead
1: that I've ever known that, that's actually how it works in in most of the stores in, in the other states and whatnot. if they don't allow the sales of marijuana they don't they're not allowed to reap the benefits of the taxes and the things
0: yeah which to me is retarded because I'm like think about the worst pothead you've ever known now think about the worst alcoholic you've ever known I mean those two people are vastly yeah. different you know what I yeah, mean yeah one
1: of those people you're probably never gonna see
0: yeah they're just gonna stay inside
1: and the other one you're going to see all the time on the street. Yeah,
0: just stumbling, pissing themselves, fighting people, all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? It's just the, – the person who smokes the Don't most weed – Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> but the, the person that smokes the most <laughs> weed is the person that like is taking a nap. You know what I mean?
1: Like taking, I, a map, taking a nap, getting the munchies, watching old cartoons.
0: Yeah, I've been in situations where if I get too high, I'm like I need a coffee and a shower. when I'm too drunk I'm like I need the planet to stop spinning so quickly uh, because I cannot seem to stabilize myself on it
1: yeah getting drunk is only fun up until you're drunk yeah up until you're
0: too drunk and then you're like oh shit what have I done but
1: so yeah then you hate your life you want the world to stop spinning oh
0: god you ever been drunk and you get the spins but like you're feeling strong so you're like fuck it Let's see where these spins take me. And you just close your eyes and go on a roller coaster ride, and you're like, "I can
1: handle it." Yeah, pretty much. But I normally do it while walking, and I'm just like, "I'm I'm okay. I'm That's okay. This is okay. fine. We can go. I'm okay."
0: <laughs> so, but back to um, you know that whole spiel. We we get the money, we leave, we get this new apartment, and and from that apartment is when when we lost it because we were kids and we sucked and we had mall jobs and we couldn't pay the, the rent or the utilities and so and they let us stay there for like seven fucking months Uh which by the way yeah. is finally just finally off of my credit report
1: oh hallelujah
0: it just happened like I don't know because uh, we left there when we were like 21
1: uh 20
0: well I know it stays on your well, shit well I left when I was 19 oh well it stays on your shit for seven years and i know it just came off like pretty recently so Mm. thank god for that but you left there uh while we were losing the apartment that was it you know it was like where are we all going and you were like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna go to uh was it north carolina I just probably lost you for a second because of this stupid thing. But you went to what, North Carolina?
1: It was South Carolina.
0: South Carolina was first, okay. So when you go to South Carolina, uh, something very interesting happens to you that is kind of a cliche, uh, but it it, it was a reality for you where you virtually became a
1: a carny. Yes, yes I did that. so, After a while of working at a restaurant as a cook, um, that ended up not going over so well. I had no job. I I was passing a carnival one day, and I was like, how do you end up working at a carnival? So I asked somebody, and they were like, ask that guy over there. So I asked that guy, and he was like, show up here Thursday with your shit packed and ready to go. That's, that's what I did. So, okay,
0: so uh, go into because I think this is probably interesting to everybody uh what is the common day of a carny look like
1: um for traveling carnival you pretty much wake up in the morning um probably around like nine ten o'clock in the morning with your supervisor banging on your door then you come out and uh, typically you'll be setting up rides or tearing down rides or inspecting rides to get ready for the day um, then then you just you run the rest of the day if you're setting up it'll probably take you all day you'll work from 9 o'clock in the morning to 8 or 9 at night um, and, uh, sometimes you'll be inspecting your rides like I said and then you'll run the rides all day for everybody that comes through and whatnot. and believe me you need the craziest types of people when you're on the road and in you know, all these different towns all the time See,
0: I, I believe that, because if there um, was ever an occupation where you meet the craziest people, it's a fucking carny, right? I mean, that's the, that's oh, about no, absolutely. as wild as it gets.
1: I have met so many crazy different people. Um, I went down to uh, Georgia to work one time, and I had this guy working with me. This was uh, by the time I'd become a supervisor. <clears throat> But there was always something a little bit off about this guy, but he did his work and he did it all well, so whatever. Okay. But one day, he comes to me and he was like, I just got a phone call. My dad's in trouble. I have to go back to Maine. To Maine? I'm like, all right, cool. Do you need – yeah, to Maine. Okay. So I'm like, we don't get paid for a few days. Um, just you know, wait it out and we'll get you back up to Maine. He says, no, I need to go now, and he leaves on a bike.
0: Like a pedal bike?
1: And he actually, a pedal bike. And he rode that shit to me.
0: Holy shit, what was wrong with his dad? I was,
1: yeah, I I have no idea. It's not even like I was able to ask any questions. He was like, I gotta go, and then he left.
0: What state were you in? Georgia. Holy shit. That's, that's, you know, bottom to top excluding the tip of florida like that's bottom to top
1: yeah no we were uh, well i mean we were probably closer towards the top of georgia we were near savannah but that's like a, a month it's still
0: right i mean isn't that like a month's um, ride yeah.
1: it took him about a month and a half to get there
0: holy shit was his dad dead by the time he I, showed up
1: I, I don't know um one of my friends was getting pictures but i mean by that time the month and a half had passed i had so many things on my plate i was just like oh cool glad he made it
0: wow that's fucking wild what um yeah what do you think was like the the best part of of that experience if you could kind of quantify that and put that into a you know what is, what's the best thing about being a, a carny
1: um i would have to say the work ethic that brings to you, hmm. because it is literally constant constant work Um, there are things you would do called circus jumps where you would work all day at your ride. When the carnival closes, you would tear down all the rides, drive to the next spot without sleeping, step up and work that entire day to tear down and go to another spot.
0: So what's the incentive for doing that? Like, does it pay well? Is it just a fucking a, a, a labor of passion? Why, why would anybody fucking do that?
1: Because it's a job you don't need any qualifications for at all. Um, I mean, we would literally pick up people that were hitchhiking on the side of the road.
0: Wow. How... Wow. That's fucking... How... Okay, so how chill is it? Like, how laid back is it? I mean, like, yeah, you're hustling the whole time, but, like, you know, obviously there's no corporate environment so
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty late back as long as you're doing your work. But once nighttime hits, um everybody's just sort of going crazy and whatnot. I remember I I had to fire three guys for um there was a dispute over a hooker in their room, they wouldn't let the hooker out. It was absolutely ridiculous.
0: They wouldn't let the hooker out.
1: Why? Yeah, no, they were like keeping her in there because apparently she didn't do everything they wanted.
0: Huh well i mean can she cut a discount or is this a hostage situation
1: no, uh, no actually i ended up going up in the room and pulling her out by her wrist and um damn you're getting punched in the face by all three of them but once i got her out i told her to run off i called the police and i had them arrested wow that's a hell of a night it was absolutely ridiculous and i hadn't even smoked yet
0: and you were down three people after that
1: I was down three people, um, and actually, when I got them out of the rooms, I found out that they were taking tickets and selling them instead of tearing them like they're supposed to. Huh. So I literally found, like, thousands of un- untouring tickets in the room.
0: But there's not really much you could do about that as far as legally goes, because there's no structure.
1: Yeah, there's there's not really any way to tell how much they made or if they made anything, and we're all handling tickets, so
0: That's a fucking bummer.
1: How 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 many
0: people are knocking on the door to be a carny? Like
1: Um, I I think not so many people because they don't realize how easy it is to work for them.
0: Oh, how easy it is to just become one easy
1: as long as Yeah, how easy it is to get the job. Okay. Huh. So, because as long as you show up and there's an opening, you have a job.
0: Which there's probably always an opening.
1: Um, no, not really. There's been plenty of times where I've had to turn down people. Wow. Because not only do you have to have you know somewhere for them to work, you also have to have somewhere for them to sleep.
0: Oh, yeah, because you're providing room and board as well as an occupation.
1: Yes, and depending on which crew I put you on, the room and board was not very good.
0: Huh, That's interesting.
1: Why 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 is, why would like it vary? Because uh one we had we called it the Hampton, that's where I stayed. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a big long trailer that's got uh, about six doors on either side. And the rooms are literally smaller than jail cells. <clears throat> On one side, they're all bottom bunks, and on the other side, they're all top bunks. So literally, someone is sleeping in another room, but right above you, or right below
0: you. Oh, that's a... Okay. Well, that's kind of what you see on TV. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it gets worse than that. Like I said, this was the Hampton. Okay, that was the nice one. Um... Yeah, that was a nice one. I stayed in the fifth-wheel room, so I actually had, like, stairs that led up, and I had two bedrooms or, – or two beds, I mean. Okay. But that's because I was a supervisor, so. Yeah, that's interesting because um, a lot of if other – if Rocky you lived in what we called the ghetto – Okay. I'm sorry, what? No, go on, go on. If you lived in what we called the ghetto, um, it was literally just like if – you, if you see those tractor trailers going down the highway – yeah, like it's a- literally wooden bunks Ooh. on either side of the trailer and it's not closed off at all. There's no privacy whatsoever.
0: I, I I expect that It sucks. The people that you meet as far as uh the workers that you come into contact with are on polar opposites of the spectrum. Meaning there's nobody that's just walking down the middle of life, very normal, very average, and is doing this. Mostly what you're seeing is either extreme extroverts who are fun people and and a little crazy, and they got some flavor to them, they're a little wild, or fucking nuclear disasters.
1: Um, that's You pretty much nailed the nailed, – hammered the nail on the head there. Yeah. Um,
0: have fun trying to figure out which one I was well I mean I've I, I've always I've always known you to just be an extrovert you know who's very pleasant you've always been kind to people you've always been nice you're always down to joke and laugh and have a good time and shit and you're never mean to people I've never known you to be mean to people so I'm talking about you know there's, there's your type of character and then there's just shitty fucked up dark twisted you know just disasters of a person
1: yeah that's um that's that's pretty much how it goes there are absolutely crazy people out there I've dealt with too many crazy people to even remember half of them but then you get some people that are like normal half the time and then bad shit crazy other times I mean like the guy that did the jersey boy tattoo on my neck yeah I I got that when I was in the carnival yeah and we did that in the bunkhouse By this guy I called Red. Okay. Um, He was really cool and whatnot, but one day he went absolutely insane and beat the fuck out of one of the members on my crew and went to jail.
0: He beat the fuck out of one of the crew members? Yeah. Over what?
1: A piece of bread that he took from his room?
0: Wow. Well, that guy certainly likes his bread. Don't touch that guy's bread. How about that? Well,
1: I mean, at the same time, uh, you get paid.
0: about
1: $200 a week to do this okay and um, you also have to try to figure out how to stretch that you don't have a refrigerator or anything like that so a lot of people were just spending their money on drugs and didn't have food
0: drugs and tattoos
1: I said a lot of people were spending their money on drugs and did not have food so I imagine
0: that uh, you get your fair share of mentally ill people as well who are undiagnosed, most likely schizophrenic, bipolar, you know, manic depressive, all that shit.
1: Oh yeah, John. John was definitely one of those people. The guy that wrote up to me.
0: Which one do you think he's a, bipolar?
1: Um, bipolar manic.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a, you know, a roll of the dice that often lands in the realm of of mental illness. You know what I mean
1: exactly, but there I mean there are, there are times that you pick up semi-normal people, people that were just curious like I was to work for a carnival.
0: Yeah, that's a sick story, you know what i mean it's a, it's a it's an incredible thing to have been a part of and to you know I think most of the most of the things that you experience in life that are painful and and dramatic are in rigorous. The, well they're in the end they're the best stories.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I love the carnival days for being able to talk to people and explain it to them and stuff like that. Because a lot of people have questions. It's not the life that many believe.
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of the time, you know, whenever you see the life of a carny on television, it's some, uh, this like romantic, uh, Rolling Stone kind of, you know, gypsy spirit painting that you get. Where everybody's when really it's mostly insane clown posse yeah exactly. exactly that's a perfect way of putting it yeah because you're not gonna get you know we're not talking carnival carnival where you have the bearded lady and the strong midget and you know the two headed lady but everybody plays their part and everyone loves each other and they're all great people like no you think the bearded lady isn't out of her fucking mind if she is out there she's a lady with a fucking beard okay oh no
1: Every, everybody is out of their minds and I'll tell you they'll there, there, there's two factions when it comes to working at the carnival. You're either a ride jock or you're a joinee.
0: Okay, what are those? Um,
1: the, the ride jocks are the people that operate the rides, set up the rides, et cetera, and so forth. All they deal with is the rides. Okay. Joinees are the people that work in the concessions, the games, et cetera, and so forth. Okay. Where all they have to do is set up their little stick joint and whatnot. But all of their money is based on how much money they bring in. Ooh, ooh, that's rough. Yeah, because a lot of them wouldn't even get a paycheck within a week.
0: Yeah, well, what happens when your game just sucks or your ride is garbage?
1: Well, no, ride jobs get paid no matter what because we set up and tear down.
0: Okay, okay. So then what if your game just sucks? You just got to sell it real hard?
1: Yeah, exactly. Or you don't get paid. I mean, there are people that have gone hungry because one spot we were at got rained out the entire time we were there.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's 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 another aspect of and it. The, like, the
1: people that own it have no remorse. Yeah. What do you, Well, what are you gonna do? What um? <laughs> what do you yeah, Roger. What do you?
0: <laughs> what do you think was the worst part, or, or some of the worst parts of, of this whole experience?
1: Um, I would have to say the sleepless nights, the loneliness, because you, you, I mean, you don't really, you you don't really have a significant other when you're on the road.
0: Makes sense. There was no attractive female carnies. (laughs) Right, right? That's that's funny. That's uh, just that question. After I said it, I was like, what am I saying?
1: I mean, you were just talking about the bearded lady. Like,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. You're getting not necessarily the cream of the crop out there.
1: <clears throat> no, I mean, think, think about any, any girl that's, you know, typically attractive, and I'm not saying this about all of them, but they typically don't want to do hard work like that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Extreme manual labor.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and, and the ones that we're working as a joining whatnot were probably on drugs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So was there ever a situation where a surprisingly attractive woman became a carny?
1: Uh Alicia. Aw. Alicia. Me 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 and Alicia had some good times. Aw. We dated for a while. What was wrong with her? Why was she even there? Uh she was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can't win them all, huh?
1: <laughs> no, no, you can't. I mean, that first semi normal. We spent a lot of time together. um We enjoyed each other's company. We got fucked up on the railroad tracks of random towns together. And then she just had fucking other people on the left.
0: Eh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah, well, you know, it happens.
1: So you think that that –
0: I would imagine that that makes that unsustainable. Like no one's pursuing a long-term career as a carny.
1: No, I do think think the carnival life is beneficial to somebody who doesn't want to do anything but work and save for a while. Because if you have the gumption to do it, like you really can save money and just do the work and just not have to worry about bills or anything else.
0: True. That makes that makes some sense. And also, it's uh, an effective. Well, you don't really. You really can't see the places that you're landing, right? I was gonna say it's an effective way to see different states, but not if you're tearing down. Um.
1: Well, no, it is. Uh, you do get time off and whatnot. There are certain days where the carnival don't run. Sometimes you get done setting up early, you know what I mean? You just throw on the lights for a night, and you go out and explore. Okay. Um, one, One town that I was really, really happy to end up in is Benson, North Carolina. They have this thing they do over there called Mule Days. Mule Days? Where you're not allowed to drive, yeah. You're not allowed to drive any vehicles in there unless they're like a little golf cart or something like that. Because everybody's riding horses and mules all through this place. Wow, that's really In interesting. Drive-throughs, horses, and shit like that. That's
0: very interesting. Whoa, through the drive-throughs, like a McDonald's, there's a the fucking and, horse.
1: Yeah, there's horses. All I mean, a line of horses and mules and jackasses and shit. Oh, that's amazing. What's and um, like, like I said, they shut down the town from motor vehicles. Okay. And pretty much the whole town becomes a party. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so we would run the carnival, we would be there for we would be there for two weeks. And um we would have three days off while we were there. Okay. And plus we would close down at like nine, ten o'clock. Okay. And there were people still at these parties, outdoor dance floors and shit like that, getting shit based.
0: Wow, that's only that's that's that's, that's yeah. only white people.
1: Um, you would think so, but I mean, a lot of Mexicans.
0: Oh yeah, Mexicans like to get down. That's funny. Benson, oh, yeah, North can. Carolina, huh?
1: I mean, you you seriously could not walk. You couldn't walk for a block without hearing. Arriba!
0: That's funny. That's funny. So you said that um that. Some of the worst parts were just the the loneliness.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because while while there is the little flings that come and go and things like that, there's 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 no sense of anybody really caring about you.
0: Wow, that's a bummer.
1: It was, but you know, we have, did it, got through it, done with it.
0: And you're you're traveling with just I mean just dudes. And I don't give um,
1: a majority, but no, there are females. Sometimes they're just not savory.
0: Yeah. So I would imagine there's probably a lot of, um, you know, clashing of personalities, a lot of uh, arguments and, and, and shit like that. Because, you're, you know, like I said, you're dealing, what I would imagine, is with people that more often than not are the folks that didn't get along with anybody. And, you know, that's why they end up working for you. So I mean
1: Yeah, or they um they didn't have any experience to get any of their jobs or they had criminal records that didn't allow them to get jobs and things like that.
0: I, I feel like it was probably full of confrontation, more so than the average person's li I mean, you know, put it to you this way, I, I haven't had a physical confrontation with anybody you know in a very long time I, you know I'm sure if I thought about it I could figure out something but off the top of my head it escapes me I don't
1: know I I I imagine um, well I mean I, I wish we were all more like that well I you know I, I just think but yeah there's, there's, there would be a lot of confrontation there
0: yeah uh, probably get a lot of people too that are but... uh, running from the law no um, no I don't
1: think I've ever had anybody that was running from the law
0: luckily Like, this is the fucking wild, wild west. You got a lot of folks that are running from the law over there, huh? Yeah, no,
1: I mean, it wasn't like that. I mean, like, it was more like, we don't take kindly to those that don't take kindly
0: around here. Yeah, yeah. So, that did the whole, not the whole East Coast. Or did it do the whole East Coast?
1: Um, From Pennsylvania down to Florida and a couple of the Emirate states.
0: Okay. So, how do you end up leaving there?
1: Um, In the off season, uh, all the carnival rides and whatnot go back to one spot. And that was in North Carolina, and that's that's where I got the job to work security, and I got stabbed.
0: What were you working security for?
1: It was a Christmas party for an owner of one of the carnivals.
0: Oh, okay. So you were still kind of a little bit like one foot in as far as the people go.
1: I, Yeah, as far as the way I worked, a lot of the carnivals end up working together on like these huge fairs and stuff like that, county fairs and things like that. Okay, so my type of work and the way I handled violence on the Midway sort of got around to all the other owners, and I sort of got a name between great American midways inner shows, brown shows et cetera. What's that the names of the the
0: the companies that are doing the carnivals
1: just the names of the different carnivals,
0: okay, all right so now you you end up doing security and, for these uh,
1: they hired me to do security.
0: Okay. And then I mean, that's one Christmas party and then they're gone. So you're left in North Carolina.
1: Oh no, no, no. This um this happens at their house.
0: Oh, okay. So it wasn't even
1: so I mean, what do you do? Do you keep Which their house was actually like like seven trailers put together eight trailers ooh that's weird it was like a trailer park mansion like
0: right on top of each other or
1: on top of each other side by side some sticking out weird places that's bizarre as fuck was it cool inside oh yeah it was cool as fuck it was I mean it was elegant as fuck really yeah.
0: When you say... Yeah, Ellie, no, I
1: mean, like, these people have money, and, that like, this person just had a vision.
0: Of just making this carnival and then making this crazy-ass trailer home?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these show owners have a lot of money. So, where do you go after
0: North Carolina? What's the next date?
1: Um, well, I got stabbed, and then... Um, I worked, ended up working my way pretty much across to Washington.
0: And that was the next place that you settled for a while?
1: Yeah, I, was, I stayed in Washington um, for two years. What
0: in the fuck brought you to Washington?
1: Well, I was, I mean, I went to Idaho and I went to Iowa and I went to Kansas. I went back and forth for a while just working random jobs from whoever I'd met through contact through the carnival.
0: And those places, I imagine, suck dick.
1: They were honestly just, like, little shitty restaurants and shit like that.
0: I just mean the states in general.
1: Oh, yeah. No, those those places really suck a lot of dick. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wouldn't stay in most of them for more than, like, two weeks. Okay. I would just save up enough money to go somewhere else.
0: All right. And so eventually and, um, you wind I, up uh, in Washington?
1: Yep, Vancouver, Washington.
0: And what's, what's there? What has made you go there? Strippers. Shippers. What the fuck?
1: Strippers. Oh, strippers.
0: Okay, all right. That makes a little bit more sense.
1: Um, well, you know, um, Vancouver is right next to Portland, Oregon.
0: And you didn't quite want to be that Which hipster. Which is like strip club capital of the world. Really? I thought it was hipster capital of the world.
1: That too,
0: is so. Is it? I mean, powerfully, overwhelmingly hipster.
1: Oh yes, extremely. I mean, not Vancouver, but Portland.
0: What what's what's that look like? Like, what is what's what's hipster to you? What sends off that signal where you look at this place and you go, "This is this is hipster central." What does that feel like? What does it look like?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's just all the, you know, definitely the, the hipster generation of people walking around constantly. They've all got their own certain way of doing something that's old school but new to everybody else. Um, you've got all these paintings on the building and all of the business trying to get into this culture and make sure that they, um, the slogan for Portland is keep Portland weird, so.
0: Huh. Yeah, I have seen that, like a bumper sticker, keep Portland weird.
1: Yeah. And that's that's how they all try to live it. They try to be. It's it's like a lot of people go out of their way to be diverse.
0: And so it's see to me that kind of feels like it's not a genuine diversity. It's it's really not. Yeah, it's diversity for the sake of diversity and
1: trying too hard.
0: Yeah, to me it's like weirdness for the sake of weirdness, not weirdness because that's genuinely who you are and circumstances have made you such.
1: That's exactly how I feel about it
0: which feels just super inauthentic doesn't feel authentic feels kind of gross in my mind i mean i've never experienced it but that's i, I yeah, don't
1: and and the fact that pretty much everybody has a sense of i'm better than everybody because of this
0: which is weird i don't like i i don't dislike hipsters um i i think a lot of cool things that have become mainstream in the past few years are because of hipsters There's, like little style trends that i enjoy or you know uh Kind of retro things that have become the norm again is is probably because of hipsters bringing it back and it catching on. But I definitely don't appreciate that um, I'm better than you. Kind of a deal that seems strange to me.
1: No, that that is one thing that will turn me violent on the on the track than anything else. Yeah, but I, I think that it's kind because, of because it is. There's this above ground um, like railway system. Okay. And just um, meeting people on the max is just absolutely insane.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Because again, keep Portland weird. That's all just everybody's mindset. So they're just on this, you know, um, train essentially <laughs> acting a fool. How so? I mean, I would get people coming up to me asking me if I have bacon in my pockets, trying to touch me and things like that. Or, you know, I mean, obviously that was a sicko. But you've also got other people like judging you from afar, and then sometimes they'll just talk too loud and try to just be biddlebidding.
0: Yeah, it 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 seems like being weird at any cost, even if it comes at like the discomfort of others you know i don't i don't think that that's uh i don't know like i said it just doesn't feel like weirdness to me is the person that's weird because they went through some shit that you haven't experienced and it's an interesting perspective to look at you know it's an interesting story to hear uh or something to consider
1: exactly which is i mean not, not to assume, but you know, probably part of the reason why you wanted to have me on on this podcast. I'm weird because I don't do the same things everybody else does.
0: Well, I think that I don't lead the same life. It's a it's a great way to kind of unpack some of the stories and shit that I've missed out on over the years while you've been gone. But also, yeah, because nobody, uh, you know, you're my cousin, so I I know you. But since you've left, I, you don't meet people who have been through the shit and have done the things that you've done and who are still uh, cool to talk to, nice to people, you know, uh, just, you know, just genuinely looking to be pleasant and make friends and isn't fucking mentally ill or or have an agenda or, uh, or you know, just all these different things. You know, I, chances are if you meet somebody who's, gotten to all these different states who doesn't settle down who who you know has all these ups and downs in life it's usually because they're fucking crazy and like five minutes into talking to them you're like oh i see why you're doing this because you're fucking crazy and nobody wants to talk to you whereas you are you know i think in a large way experiencing all of these different things but most importantly you you know, we've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes and I don't think anybody would go, oh, this person's batshit crazy. You genuinely sound like somebody who has had all these experiences and is is sharing them in a fucking coherent, cohesive way. You know, other people are, you know, the only other people that have this much experience are the hobos in New York City who, you know, are out of their fucking mind and not somebody who you can hold a conversation with for more than five minutes. So, yeah, I think it is partially uh, because...
1: I do hear that, um, and I agree, because uh, a lot of people don't... I think of myself as making it out the other end not that shit crazy.
0: Which is important.
1: But I think the experiences that I go through and everybody else goes through leading this type of lifestyle is what drives them crazy. Um, yeah, but some people for some people. Yeah, yeah, some for people some are people. just they, they jump off the wagon them. fucked up. Yeah. You
0: know, from from the from the gate.
1: But well, I mean, it's also learned, like I mean, a lot of people, like I understand people who have traveled a lot who don't like other people and stuff like that because you've experienced the shittiest of the shittiest people in the US. And I mean, it's it's just like walking through New Jersey and you got this crazy person trying to talk to you, but you just ignore them because you've learned that's how you do it. Mm. Yeah. Uh.
0: I mean, in some ways, that's me. You know, some ways I I'll walk through the city and I won't engage the fucking crazy people that jump out and say ridiculous shit to me. Sometimes I will. You know, I was just at a, the bachelor party and, uh you know you go down to this ocean city maryland and and we went to this this club called secrets and you know it's if you're if you're single and you're going there it's it's about the girls but i'm married and you know part of me wondered how it was going to play out like what is this going to be like cuz there's bitches everywhere and you know what's what's going to happen here and what instead happened is every dude who said some ridiculous shit to me immediately became like a super awesome friend where we just had retardedly loud, ridiculously flavored conversations, uh, and, you know, I, I met some great people. And didn't matter what they look like, if they were like a you know, like a ghetto black dude or some, you know, skinny pants wearing, you know, hipster white dude, whatever, it didn't matter. We we hit it off and, and we had a great so it, it depends on what um I have modes. I could switch in and out of the modes, but you know, predominantly speaking, uh, I like to keep interactions with other people short and sweet where I'm very pleasant and we might even have like a funny moment. But I'm I'm ready to close the door on that interaction there. Like, let's let's get out while the getting's good. Like, let's leave this on a good note. Like you said something's funny. Exactly. I said something...
1: Let's get out of the situation before it turns out.
0: Yeah, because right now it's funny and it's innocent and it was fun. Now let's stop this and, and move on and you know i'm i'm very keen on giving people the ability to exit before their interactions with me become fucking weird cuz sometimes that happens you know somebody might come off and say something funny and outlandish and you'll engage them and you'll hit it off right back at them, and it'll be real good that does not mean that the next 5 sentences that are said back and forth are going to be good so maybe you should get the fuck out
1: it does not mean that there need to be 5 or
0: exactly we could we could fist bump there doesn't need to be any more conversation. Exactly, exactly. You know, so I, I I don't I don't think that I'm the type of person that won't respond. That's certainly not my deal. Um, although I do have a pretty good sense of who's out of their fucking mind and who's not. And so some situations, I'll pick up real quick, like, oh no, that person, they're fucked up.
1: Exactly. All I'm saying is that, it, you know, a lot of the time it can be learned behavior.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a kind of grossness that you see where people are very kind of dismissive of other people. You know, somebody will try to communicate with them and, you know, I don't know, if if you're an old person, you would say it's like the curse of our generation that we don't have social skills, but I don't think that's what it is. I think, um, or, you know, somebody else might look at that and say it's rude and they're being mean to the other person by not responding. I think a lot of it is fear. I think a lot of people are too afraid to communicate on, like, a wild level with a stranger because... Are, you and know, I, I
1: completely understand that. I mean, I, because I am that outgoing person who will sometimes try to start a conversation with somebody else, and I get treated that way.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like but taking. I also
1: understand that you know, other people's experiences have led them to believe that I may be batshit crazy,
0: or not even that. Maybe that the situation is is just on a it's a higher level of interaction than they can pull off spontaneously. You know what I mean? Because I find that the reason I can kind of bounce back and forth with a stranger is because I'm comfortable with who I am. You know, I'm comfortable with the idea that like, "Ah, I'll probably end up saying something pretty funny or we'll have a pleasant interaction, you know, because I know how to navigate people. I know what to say to to make people smile. So if somebody comes at me, I'm pretty sure I can return, you know, the ball in a way that'll make them smile, that'll make them laugh, and we'll have a good short thing out of it. But if you're not confident in your ability to speak to people or you're not confident in your ability to be spontaneous but in a good way, uh, you know, that's not received. Because that's another thing, too, is like somebody might say something right back. You approach somebody spontaneously, you say something, and then they say something back but they fumble it, and now it comes off as maybe aggressive, maybe mean, you know, maybe fucking corny, all these different things. That's where the fear is. The fear is, like, how am I going to be received?
1: Yeah, how am I going to be perceived by this other person who has no idea who I am, who I'm trying to have a pleasant interaction with?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I've always been... You know, I I can't even... Like, I live on a mountain now. I don't... I haven't met anybody who... I've been willing to allow to, to come into my life I've been up here for two years just about, I think, yeah, two years and I haven't met one person who I've been like yeah, I want to invite this person over to my house or, you know, like my wife has met a girl and uh, she invited her over and as soon as I saw her and heard her speak and, and watched her mannerisms I was like, oh, she's an addict of some sort uh, and She's good at pleasantries, really shallow formalities. But once you get to know this girl, once you become intimate with her and have an actual friend relationship with her is when you're going to find out, oh, shit, she's really fucked up. And I hit the nail on the head. You know, my wife was kind of like, oh, no, I don't think so. I think you're just a a little harsh on people. And I was like, yeah, you know, I am a little harsh on people. But, you know, lo and behold, I was 100% right. We found out she's like some crazy addict who seemingly has – Kind of bipolar going on, and you know, so now we we kind of keep this person at like arm's length because I'm try. I just don't want to, you know. I was reserved. I wasn't really reserved when I was younger, but I was not quick to bring straight. Like the only the 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 new people that I, I so many of like like Nub Nub and Amanda. I only know them, you know, because of you. So and that's. One of my best friends, and that's it, you know. And then I've been, there's Andrew, and then there's John. That's been the same since you left. You know what I mean? There's not. Yeah. There's not many people that I'll I'll bring into my life. So, uh, and now having a wife and having a kid, it's probably even more so. I'm, I'm much more scrutinizing of people. You know, I don't judge them, but I also don't have to be intimate with them. I don't have to introduce them to my family and, and invite them into my home and. You know, it's not even like I've been burned by very many people. I just...
1: Well, see, I I think the, the reason for, you know, my continuance of making new friends and stuff like that has to do with my lifestyle, my constant moving, things like that. I'm sort of forced to. But if I were to be in New Jersey, I guarantee at a certain point I would just have the same group of friends. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: it makes a lot of sense. You can't exist... I mean, you can, but who the fuck wants to exist moving from place to place and not ever having friends or, or relationships in that time, that's fucking ridiculous.
1: And I mean while, while the, it, it is very cool and there's a lot of fun things going on and stuff like that, I mean it's it's also kind of a crappy feeling to know that you had all these different groups of friends and, you know, in the same position where like, you know, I could say I had this group of friends who's really amazing to me and stuff like that, but I have that, you know, essentially the same people in another state. And it makes you feel like a dick, like you're just replacing people after
0: a time. Well, I mean, if you look at it from a logical standpoint, like, no, you're not replacing people. That's a very shallow way of looking at it. Human beings that, you know, when you go to fucking prison, the worst thing that they can do to you is put you in solitary confinement. Meaning the worst thing they could do to you is to remove you from other shitty people. Like that goes to show you how meaningful human interaction is so the idea that emotionally you know sure it may feel like you're replacing people but i don't think that's accurate at all i think human beings you know we're tribal by nature we existed in tribes uh we've never been fucking
1: go on while i know that you know i am not doing that the, the feeling exists you know what i mean it of the feeling of deserting people and leaving and stuff like that. It just it's constantly there. It's something you can't really fight, it's always in the back of your head.
0: Well, you probably have uh you know, I think it's safe to say that there's something to that. You know, this whole journey got started with you leaving. You know, all the friends that you made here yeah. and everything, that's that was the very first step to and it's kind of been this repetitive thing over and over again, but I don't think
1: that I that's really necessary, but it does bring up some feelings well, yeah, because
0: it's just one of those things it's a catch twenty two you know it comes with some baggage it's uh this experience of yours is certainly not without its importance and its learning experiences and its value, but that's what you know, exactly that's while, what comes with while the territory it's
1: an amazing experience, I don't want to glorify it in certain ways without people knowing that there are downsides
0: yeah which you know anybody could have seen that it's an obvious downside you know what i mean you keep picking up and 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 leaving you're not going to have roots uh you know where where you you're surrounded by so that that is the thing i will say that you know we're we're brushing 30 and i am realizing the importance now of uh of having good friends like i don't have a lot and I don't think I, I, I want a lot. What I want is, you know, people that, especially for my son, you know, familiar faces, uh, people who just, uh, I don't know, it becomes work. I've noticed that, like work in the sense of, not like it's difficult to keep friends, but you want, like I, like, you know, I have Instagram. You have Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you see all these posts all the you time. you can find me at Gabe Corbeau. Corbo at Instagram.com. Uh so (laughs) um you know, I see all these posts all the time of like uh I don't know, just having meaningful friendships, uh being the having friends that that want better for you, who push you to be great and shit like that. And you know, for a while I was thinking, Oh well, my friends don't fucking do that. Like you know, Nub's not out here pushing me to be great, Andrew's not out here telling me to live my best life (laughs) you know what I mean like that's it's all kind of comical to even think about that and then I and then they say uh uh you know only surround yourself with people who want the best for you and if your friends aren't doing that then you got to go find new friends and I stopped and I thought about that for a while and I was like why the fuck would I go and find new friends when I'm not even the friend who wants best for everybody else in my life I'm not pushing my friends yeah a lot of
1: a lot A lot of people that post things like that don't realize that they're not putting forth that effort either and that they just deserve it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so what? The idea is to leave my friends and go find some people who are already self-realized, dynamic people who are going to tell me that I should live my best life. Meanwhile, I'm over here still being a shitty person, not doing it for them. So I decided you know, let me start doing that. And I've, I've been working at it and sometimes you fall off but it's weird to try to have a a relationship. I mean, you know these people. You know, you know, uh, yeah. you know all the all the people that I know over here. And I've suddenly switched to try to motivate them to to stop. You know, there's a lot of like talking shit. People like to bicker and talk shit about other people, whether it's the guy at work or or what the fuck ever. And I'm I'm trying to get to a place where like I don't even want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I only want to hear good no. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and, it, I mean, it's not even like I just want to hear good shit. I just want to hear something non-confrontational.
0: Yeah, and to focus on that negative shit is to...
1: Is just giving it power.
0: Yeah, and then you, you, you're you much more prone to talking about it much more often. And then next thing you know, all your interactions with your friends are just getting together and talking shit. And that's not healthy at all. You know, so... Oh, yeah. That, that's what I mean about it. it becomes work. Because now I'm trying to make, you know, a group of friends who, who is better off. You know, I I'd, I would like people to be better off for having me as a friend. You know what I mean? Rather yeah. than it's kind of inconsequential to have me as a friend, you know.
1: Yeah, like either way it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, I don't want that. I would, I would rather, like, if I died right now, I haven't accomplished shit. I would much rather people say, like, Dave was a good dude. He was a positive dude. He wanted the best for everybody. And... And, like, actually mean it, not just some shit that you say when somebody died and you don't really have much else to say, because they haven't really lived a yeah. life, you know what I mean? So, you know, for example, like, I, I I shit on Nub for the longest time for being, like, an old man who just worked on his fucking truck, and, you know, he welded and, and did all these things, and, uh... But that's the way to be. Well, yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that when I was younger, and then there's this thing that people do where they allow other people to ruin shit for them you know like because somebody else is all about a thing you're much you're you're now prone to disliking that thing because you associate it with somebody else so I was doing that with welding and with tr- you know trucks and, and wrenching and, and learning how to do things mechanically inclined and and I realized that was stupid because I was putting blinders on to an entire realm of possibilities all because I make fun of my buddy for doing it since I was young and so I but went That's
1: part of growing up Realizing and understanding Things like
0: that Yeah And uh You know And so I went in that direction And he helped me out a lot And you know If it wasn't for him I wouldn't At least have a career Where I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a welder You know what I mean Like if I got Like I recently lost my job And I'm waiting for another place To call me back It's a welding place You know So If it wasn't for him I don't know And that, that
1: And that's that's another benefit to be stable on a place and whatnot. I mean, like, I haven't been able to concentrate on a certain career path or something like that just because I'm constantly moving and having to make money other ways, etc.
0: Well, I think you... Um, I don't know. To me, it seems so obvious, right? Because I see you, and no matter how many places you bounce back and forth between, I see you as somebody who, who went to all these... Different places, and did shit that the average person is terrified to do. And the idea that you couldn't just pick a place and decide this is where I'm gonna stand my ground and make my shit happen, to me, is ridiculous because you've already done more than most people. And and most people don't have a problem with just, you know, buckling down and 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 figuring out a way. I I think you could pick any fucking state. And just decide, this is what I'm going to fucking do. And you know what I mean? Like, I uh, I know somebody who just got out of jail. who was in there for a very long time. And you know, I'm not going to mention his name. But uh, I was telling him, you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. You don't have all these preconceived relationships. People who think they know who you are. People who think that when you try something new, they don't sit back and they go... Well, that's not you. Why are you doing that? I've known you forever. That's not you. That's not part of who you are. You can choose whatever you want because you don't have anybody sitting around you who has these ideas of, of who you are. And he doesn't quite get it, and um, and instead he's chosen to like kind of be a thugged-out kind of character because that's who he was in jail. And, and I think that's such a shame because the ability to reinvent yourself at any moment is always there. And the only thing that keeps oh, – no. The only thing that keeps people from reinventing themselves is the fear of doing it. And when I look at you, you have done the thing that everybody is afraid to do. Like, the only thing that keeps you from going and seeing all these different places and moving around is the fear of doing it. And you've done that anyway. And I'm sure it was scary, but that's the thing about things that are, you know, that uh, that are scary, is you just do them anyway, you know, unless
1: it's like oh, yeah, no, I mean each 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 move and each little step, even though they became frequent after a while, was absolutely terrifying. Every time, every single time.
0: Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. You know, like I—it's
1: I... it's not like doing karaoke. You get up there a few times and you get comfortable, and then you could just keep doing it. No, it's this. This is a constant state of anxiety and stress, and you know, and a whole idea of who you are, etc., and so forth. Every single time, it's an existential moment.
0: Right, and like to me, karaoke is fucking terrifying but if you look at anybody who does a thing that you want to do uh, you almost always hear some story of like oh it's scary for me too it, it it never goes away it's terrifying every time I get on that stage it's terrifying every time I step into that ring it's terrifying every time mean, ta- every
1: every time k- karaoke is probably one of the most consistent things I've done over the past 10 years and even still every time I go up there my heart's racing yeah So
0: that's what, to me, is a little... I I feel like, um, you know, I don't know all your reasons for not deciding to pick a place. Like, I always wish you would come back here. You know, I I, I say that all the time. I told that to Cindy just the other day. I was telling that to uh, Nub while we were out in Maryland. You know, I I wish you would come back here. And the idea that you think it's too hard here, I'm like, motherfucker, you've already done the things that are too hard for everybody else to do. You know what I mean? And I.
1: It, another part of it is that it's not it's i i feel that it's not necessarily my decision. I go where the opportunities lead me
0: well is don't you think that there is some value to suddenly deciding to not go with the wind and and make your own move
1: Yes, but i mean like each each move i've had a i've had a underlining reason that let me do it. Yeah, I can see that. Whether it be the opportunity to live somewhere or it be the opportunity to work somewhere or something like that, it really, it's all dependent on other factors. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I don't always just throw it, I don't ever just throw a dart at the map and go, that's where I'm going.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious that you say that though, because from the outside looking in, it's what everybody thinks you're doing. And then, like, what you're experiencing is totally different from what everybody thinks that you're experiencing. Everybody thinks you're just flipping a coin that morning and going, fucking heads, it's Kansas, and tails, it's California. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? I I know that that's not true, but it's very easy for other people to look at what you're doing and and to think that. And I... I
1: Uh, I, I can understand how it seems very arbitrary to other people. But but, it it is all very calculated and very... All has reasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know... I think, I still think one day you'll end up back here. I think that the story is, you know, of the, of the, of the return. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That you've got whatever it is, shit to put, what do they call it? Uh, There's a a word for for it, but, you know, just, just, just coming back and, uh, and, and then carving out your spot here. You know what I mean? I just think that one day maybe you'll or, or maybe not maybe you'll fucking you'll end up in new mexico and you just be like this place is dope as shit
1: and uh um well there, there is something i figured out is that i kind of i, I want to be somewhere with an ocean
0: yeah yeah i don't want to be away from the coast that is for sure
1: it's been killing me these past few years oh yeah vegas doesn't if <laughs> you're in fucking vegas homie <laughs> yeah i'm living in las vegas right now which again is something that everybody you know it's renowned it's something people want to do but, you know, it's, it's right now it's just life
0: Yeah, right, it's a place It's a fucking place Everybody thinks that a certain place So that's the other thing, too, that I uh, Well, it's funny that I should say this Because I'm speaking from the point of view of somebody who has gone nowhere But, to me, when people think the answer lies in another place That's, I mean, a Disney movie will teach you that's a fucking, that's false You know what I mean? That yeah, the answer no, I,
1: I, 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 can t- I can say from experience That that an answer does not lie in a place or anything like that because no matter where you are from, the most tropical place, the most fucking wanted place to go on vacation and stuff like that, everywhere from Malibu to Florida to Maine, Canada, everybody hates where they live. (laughs) Isn't that true, right? Everybody fucking hates it. it. I mean, it really is absolutely true and that's what I tell people in every state because everywhere I move, there's always somebody just like, I fucking hate it here. My life sucks. I would rather be over here. I'm like, believe me, there are
0: people over there saying the same shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody thinks. And that's the other thing, too, is how many people do you meet where you say, I want to go to this place? And they go, don't go there. You can't fucking live there. There's this and that there. The taxes are too high there or the, you know, the fucking, the weather's too this and the this is too that. And I'm like, is that state not populated? Like, do people not fucking live there? You know, I I always said I wanted to move to Florida. People would always go, the hurricanes and the humidity. Hey, that state has a population. I don't know if you know this, but it's pretty fucking high. Yeah,
1: yeah, people say don't move to Florida and whatnot. But then again, people say don't move to Jersey because of the snow. And then people say don't move to California because of the people. Then people say don't move to Kansas because of Tornado Alley. And don't move to, you know, there's a reason for everything.
0: Yeah, earthquakes, hurricanes, this and that you know, whatever the case is, you know, the, the only, you're
1: not going to go somewhere that doesn't have any cons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the only reason that I stay here, uh, is probably because of my friends. And I just feel like, like if, if, if enough of them just moved away, I would be left with like, why the fuck am I even here? You know what I mean? Because uh, right now I'm, I'm in this thing of like investing in them. I think my first podcast was about that. Like, you know, uh, instead of trying to go off and find people to surround yourself with, try to, you know, be better and help the people you're surrounded with be better, and uh, and I'm in the middle of that, and I feel like it's just, you know, I don't know, I I I, I mean, I don't really like it in Jersey. I, I mean, you're
1: not you're not really going to like it anywhere, to be
0: honest. Yeah, it's true. It's,
1: the gra- the grass is not greener. Yeah. Period. I think... Um, I mean, the the only thing I can say about me returning to places is that internally, it kills me a little bit. makes me feel like I'm taking a step backwards, that I'm not fulfilling myself.
0: Right. But that you gotta, you know, obviously you recognize the difference between an emotional response in a logical response and then you have to figure out well why do why do i have that emotional response you know what is that why why is why am i getting that feeling and then you have to dissect that logically and see if that's you know if it's true i mean
1: if i'm trying to dissect myself at the moment i feel like i probably won't stop until i've been all over the u.s and then at that point i might just leave the country and do what continue doing the same shit I've been doing the past 10 years.
0: Right, that seems like the only logical path is, like, eventually just leave the... I think there's some states you could probably skip
1: over. <laughs> there, there, there definitely are, but... <laughs> there's definitely some shit you like don't I feel like I want to plant some roots in Alaska, maybe Hawaii. Ah, oh, dude, Alaska
0: probably sucks dick.
1: Yeah, but I look forward to it so often. Like, I've been to Anchorage, and it was absolutely awesome, and just the way people live is so intriguing, even though, like just how some people think that the life of a carny is intriguing but it fucking sucks well that's the thing that, about, that's how I feel about living in Alaska
0: isn't that the thing about Alaska though it's like you've seen Anchorage that you've done enough Alaska <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like isn't have
1: that you watched, um, have you ever watched have you ever watched Yukon Men
0: no I've never I can't watch uh, that, any of that so, so I just can't I don't have enough time
1: uh, well I watched a few episodes and I'm just like those men are fucking men yeah. I want to go there and be men. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean is, is there any part of you that's concerned with, like, you know, one day possibly owning a home or one day having a family or one day, uh, you know, having a, a a 401k or any of that shit? Like, is there any part of you that thinks that that would be valuable or is that just – because, I, I mean, I imagine it's not for everybody.
1: It's an extremely conflicting top t- topic for me because I like living the way I'm living, but I so desperately yearn for my own family.
0: Well, don't you think, stability. very much like the States or anything like that, that it's not about the place or the thing that you're doing, it's all about perspective. So as much as you like the life that you're living, it's also virtually the only life that you've lived. So you probably could derive pleasure from another lifestyle, and also find things about it that suck. Just like this is great, but also sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think of it as like these days in our culture, trying to find the perfect video on Pornhub.
0: Hmm. Yes, this is hard. Sometimes you just yeah, give you know, up two, and you wind two, up watching some shit it, that's and not then happening. You're like,
1: wow, this is really hot, but there's probably something better
0: yeah but what's the remedy to that is just enjoying what's in front of you just watch that video stop worrying about the next video
1: well yeah no no eventually you just gotta get off and and do it
0: yeah so like to me if you want a a family you know you should never chase after that because then you'll wind up in some cases prematurely getting with somebody who you shouldn't be with and then now you're in a situation but like open the door for that to be a possibility and start moving in that direction because if you if you really wanted to you know what i mean you would i'm very sure just like anything else you would be like this is awesome and this part of it sucks but that's i mean that echoes through life every aspect of life that's like you know going to a restaurant (laughs) like
1: yeah that's I, I, and, I mean, while it may not make sense, you just described exactly why I can't settle anywhere.
0: Uh, well, you know, to say you can't is, well, that's it. You made your decision right there. Once you say it, that's it, you know. And I, t- until you say, I, I... That's
1: right. That That's...
0: That's just what it is.
1: That, that's an accurate way of putting it.
0: You know, like, I uh, historically have always hated the idea of working in a shop and being a welder or just working in a shop at all I hated it I've always hated it since I was young and Paul my stepdad brought me to the carpenter shop at like 15 years old I fucking hated it and I always thought like there's no way that's the road for me and maybe it's not the road for me but I'm there now all of a sudden I'm there now and the, the, the thing is I've got to find a way to be satisfied with the the work that I'm doing and figuring out just because I said that I didn't want to do a thing when I was 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, all the way up to 26 years old, just because I said that I didn't want to do that, well I'm not even that person anymore, I'm not even that 26 year old anymore, so I could be on a fucking, you know on a boat next year's fishing for crabs as a you know what i mean like the idea that absolutely yeah just because actually a
1: profession i've been thinking about trying to take up
0: yeah i uh you know what i was thinking about trying to do was being a a a goldsmith like a jeweler like like making gold jewelry that would be fucking dope but
1: i could hook you up with um my buddy ryan he's out there in colorado mining for gold
0: isn't that dope I remember there was a yeah, dude... Yeah, he took
1: me with him a couple times. Remember that
0: dude we used to sell gold to when we were younger? Yep, right over there by Ford's Middle. Yeah, that gold that we would just find all the time laying around on the ground? Well, he... Uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, he said that he would um, he would just get it off a boat. Like, he would be on a boat uh, off the coast of Florida, and that they would just be sifting through the sand for golden shit that fell off ships and everything. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, but that's a.
1: But again, getting back to what you were saying about being a completely different person and saying you want to be a certain way, that actually really spoke to me just now because another reason why I don't want to just move back is I feel like I left being like I got out, I'm gone, everybody else is stuck. And for me to return would feel like failure.
0: But you know that that's a mental thing. I guess so. Like when you say everybody else is stuck, who's everybody else? the handful of people that you knew
1: no i mean everybody like i mean living the life i've led i've had a million people from you know all the different places i've left commend me for getting out and doing what i do and continuing forward
0: isn't there also something to commend about a person who does all that leads this wild life and then comes back and is still able to pull off living this kind of you know having a family having a group of meaningful friends having a career
1: like yes i agree which is why i just said that um that what you said spoke to me because it made me just look at it in a different way than way i was mentally not able to get past before
0: yeah it's 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 all weird shit man you know like i said i don't like i don't necessarily i enjoy welding like actually the actual action of welding i don't enjoy working in a shop I don't enjoy working production. It's it's just it's not for everybody. So if I ever found a way to, you know, weld and not be in a shop or whatever, I could suddenly be like, look at this shit. Like I was wrong the whole fucking time, you know, about a thing that I I thought I would kill me. I thought it would kill me. I thought it would crush my soul so much that I wouldn't be able to. And now what I find is like I'm doing this shit. Go get
1: paid and do underwater welding.
0: Oh god no, hell no. I I just don't want to. <laughs> it's terrifying. Like, it's fucking, the ocean is fucking spooky, like, and also, uh, I don't know, I think I've pulled off learning how to weld without getting certified, and then being able to still get a, a job as a welder, which is not always easy, uh, I, I don't think there's any way I'm going to get to be an underwater welder without getting certified, I just think Yeah, that, that's
1: exactly where I feel about my mechanics at the moment, yeah. I was able to sneak by and learn it all without going to classes or getting any certifications, but yeah. now I feel like, now that I'm not working there, I can't do it anywhere else.
0: I mean, if you've figured out a way, you know, like I was thinking like, oh, Gabe could come and stay with us until he got on it. But the only problem is there's no way off the mountain. I was literally having this conversation with Cindy yesterday. She's like, oh, yeah, well, that would be cool. And I was like, yeah, but how would he get anywhere? Like you're yeah. like all the shops are so far away. But if there was some way that you could figure out how to just get here and you would be a great shop hand. You have mechanical abilities. You have a, a really powerful work ethic. You know what I mean? It would only be uh, a year after being there. You could be, you know, uh, the fucking maintenance guy or some shit making 20-something an hour or, you know, whatever. That could be a – you could easily fall into a career over here. Well, you could do it anywhere, you know, if that's just what you decide to do. But, you know, that's just back to my original point. I'm
1: just trying to find all that. I mean, it's exactly what I'm going through right here, right now. I'm I'm in Las Vegas, an extremely populated area with things all over the place, but I still need transportation. Yeah. I'm I'm looking into getting a moped as soon as I can. Yeah, I uh I mean, you know Which over here the market for is great. I found a bunch for like four hundred bucks. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean if you save up, you know, your money and you just get some fucking beater, you know, my, my Jeep costs seventeen hundred dollars. Took me a while to save up for that, but and of course, the thing falls apart all the time. I always got to fix it, but you know, but I
1: felt like I haven't had
0: before. i no. mean, never had a Jeep to But where you are right I now, a, yeah. See, that's the thing, right? You've yeah, done it before. True. Yeah, you've done it before. You could do it again. If you should just decide, I, I think that's all. It, that's the only variable, is just what you decide to do. That's it. Because once you decide to, you could just decide. Fuck all my old. Uh, ideas about who I am or what this or that means to me uh you're the only person that holds on to those ideas you're the only person that could get rid of them and all that takes is just a little analysis to go you know this isn't even fucking this is all emotional shit this isn't even true shit and then all you got to do is point yourself in a fucking direction and just decide I'm gonna go here I'm gonna work my ass off and I'm gonna fucking you know this is where I'm gonna be until I decide that I don't want to be here anymore or I don't want to do this anymore but
1: that's it. Well, I always have a certain ideal about what I'm going to do when I move somewhere. For instance, being here, I mean, I don't have any friends or anything like that, and I'm hoping to use that to my advantage with my getting up at 6 a.m. and working out, hopefully getting a job, and just saving like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I want to use this opportunity to my advantage, even though I'm in one of the most populated, I think it's the ninth most populated city in America, and... um I, I I have no interest in making friends this time. Yeah, that's the other thing about because those are the ones that end up making you spend money and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, well, that's that's the hard part. I mean, you know, living on this mountain and and working a job that I'm not necessarily the most fond of, but you know, I'm I'm I get out like every weekend, every single fucking weekend. I'm doing something. You know what I mean? And yeah, it takes its toll after a while, but. I mean I think there's really especially you know with my son and my wife I to me it's like not doing something is not an option like I need to get them out too we need to do something you know like I'm going to uh, I'm starting up jiu-jitsu soon and I think this up uh, this upcoming Monday I'm going to uh, jiu-jitsu academy like down the kind of like down the road maybe like 10-15 minutes down the road from me and I just have to do it, man. I have to do – I'm also in a weird place where I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I, I – I, you know, working my ass off. I'm trying to be a good well, dad. Well, now that
1: you're not working, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, no. I mean I've been like this for like maybe two years now. Like I'm not working out enough. My diet isn't strict enough. I'm not being a good enough dad, not being a good enough husband. I'm not – uh, into enough things, and so it's led me to, like, overcompensate for fucking everything. You know, like, I was doing rock climbing for a fucking grip, and now I'm going back to jiu and I had a dude up here on the mountain who was training me in striking, and you know, I just, I, I I can't... I think it's honestly because I listened to this fucking Joe Rogan podcast, and the dude's like 50 years old, and he does everything, and it, yeah. I listen to a lot of people that make you feel like you're not working hard enough, you're not doing enough, you're not dynamic enough or, or disciplined well,
1: honestly, enough I mean you can't imagine how stressed out that must that guy must be too because uh, he's constantly doing things and I, I that's not where I want to be
0: well at least this is that's what I thought and then I realized that something happens like somehow burdening an insane amount of responsibility and carrying too heavy of a load is the thing that is most satisfying in life and, I, and yeah. I'm discovering that now And You know people think You know I, I think a lot I think we all know somebody like this Like somebody who's just like Oh I want to fucking uh, uh, Be on a beach somewhere With an umbrella drink And that's what I want to do for the rest of my life And it's like Bitch you couldn't do that for more than two weeks Before you had to get the fuck up and do something Where you have to yeah, you, you have to you fucking move
1: crazy.
0: Yeah and, and you know I know you're very much like me and like the idea that I, I can't stand a situation where somebody else is providing for me you know it feels like you have oh, yeah, to get up you have to move you have to feel like self worth you have to grind and make your own shit like that drives me fucking nuts you know I think at the end of the day when we're fucking dying the thing that we'll be most fond of is the ridiculous amount of burden that we shouldered that is yeah and the things that we became, you know, the work that we put out, and the dynamic human beings that we came, you know, that we became. Yeah, I think that's
1: where. Well, I mean, that feeling you were just talking about of having to do things and have other people provide for you and stuff like that. I'm going through that feeling right now. I know. Yeah, so I'm, like I'm it in it insane. too. I'm
0: I'm I'm in the same fucking boat. I'm at my and, aunt's house. I hate it. I mean, I,
1: I I feel like I should constantly be like a maid or something. Like <laughs> I
0: know. Well, I just feel the constant urge to leave. I want to get the hell out of here. But you know money and
1: yeah you also get that feeling where like people are looking at you like look at you sitting there oh
0: i hate it smiling <laughs> <laughs> enjoying shit who the fuck are you to enjoy shit get the fuck out of here seriously
1: fool look at you look at you you got fingernails and shit fucking get asshole
0: i can't stand it man I, I can't stand it but i i think that I, I, like listening
1: i hope nobody ever gets to say the term to me what do you expect everybody's sucking the asshole or something no
0: god no you know i i look at joe rogan and, like, from the outside, it looks like he does too much. But Joe Rogan's found a loophole. Everything that he does, he loves. He only does things that he enjoys. You know what I mean? So he's a commentator for the UFC. He's a stand-up comedian. Uh, he's the host of one of the best podcasts in the fucking world. Uh, he's an avid hunter. He practices and art. I
1: can't enjoy myself enjoying that much stuff. Uh, it depends. Like,
0: uh, Jiu Jujitsu? It's it's like a punishment, in a way. I'm not like going and having a good time. I'm going and sweating and dying and working harder than I've ever worked in my fucking life. Like that, I I I'm, I'm allowed to take some happiness in that. You know, I, I'm starting to find like happiness yeah. through discipline, which is not anything that I ever thought was something I'd be interested in. But the more disciplined I am, oh,
1: yeah. I'm. I'm... Go on. Finding that myself.
0: It, yeah, it's it's an interesting place to be, but, you know, I think the only reason I found it sooner than you did is, I don't think it was any coincidence, it was me having a, a child. Not only that, but me having a, a little boy, and having to show him some shit that nobody ever bothered to show me. You know, that's that's what shook me up. You know what I mean, so...
1: I, I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah, it's it's scary, because... i just want him to be somebody who people are gonna like but i also want him to be somebody who's not averse to hard work i want him to be somebody who's yes
1: and i and i'm sure you get the you get the feeling that i'm sort of understanding a little bit from afar but i mean that that little guy is looking up to you and you need to be somebody worth looking up to
0: yeah it's fucking terrifying because previously, I was certainly not anybody worth looking up to, you know, I had some fun ideas, I was a nice guy, and all this other shit. But now it's like you know I, I there's just so much that I missed out on because my dad wasn't around, and because of that resentment, I didn't listen to a fucking thing my stepdad said so i was I was like, you know, you and me both, I think were just like how how do you man, yeah." which is exactly yeah and it's very hard to raise a little boy when you don't know how to man so I think that's another thing too is maybe there's maybe I'm not 100% correct in doing the things that I'm doing but I'm like trying to attach things to me like go through manly experiences manly is a weird word but like go through powerful yeah so that I have something worth telling to this child
1: yeah, exactly. So then, you just you want to impart more knowledge than you were left with.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like so I'm having like this crash course on all this shit in the past few years, you know, owning the truck and working on the truck and becoming a welder and, you know, going to MMA and and working out and and, you know, trying to get up early and and be more disciplined and you know, all these different things. Uh
1: Well, I'm glad that once I have a kid we were gonna have both sides of the equation: somebody who made themselves steady and whatnot, and somebody who fucked up their shit by doing stupid things. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a lot of experiences to set examples on.
0: Yeah, well, if you, uh, uh, you know, if and when you have a kid, you got I just you gotta be more fucking accessible, man. I wish you were here because I'd love for you to. To, to see him and spend some time with him he's weird,
1: <laughs> uh, dude I would uh, I would absolutely love to
0: it's weird it's a little, it's a little me you know but uh,
1: but I mean at, at the same time I'm over here with a cousin that I haven't seen in fifteen years
0: yeah that's cool
1: that's cool that you ended up there yeah and you know she has two great kids that I'm getting to know as well how
0: long of a trip is it from uh where were you last Washington Colorado oh Colorado that's right Colorado to uh, to Vegas, how long of a trip is that? That's fucking.
1: Um, that depends on what mode of transportation you're taking. What did you take? Uh, I don't... I took a plane. It took about four hours. Oh, okay. All right. That's not so bad. What was
0: Colorado like? I hear Colorado is dope as shit.
1: It is, but it's boring as shit. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of dude, like, out in nature, but, like, once you're done with nature, you're like, man, this sucks. Fuck nature
0: i mean it's cool and all but like you know there's definitely a uh yeah that shit is finite as far as the experiences
1: you can and have i mean yeah you can smoke and it's legal and whatnot but i mean still most people get their stuffs from their personal dealers and why right, nobody's I mean, buying it in the store I, i'm just as comfortable smoking anywhere as i was in egypt
0: it's not uh nobody's buying it from the store
1: i mean they are but like mostly like tourists
0: is it expensive
1: in the store Um, well, I never really went to dispensaries to buy in Colorado, but I've been in Nevada here a couple times, and, um, the cheapest I find is, like, a gram for, like, 13 bucks.
0: A gram for 13 bucks? Well, uh, that's not too bad, because, you know, it's like a gram for 20 bucks out here.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I spend 15 bucks over here, I can get a blunt wrap, and... And and a, and a gram. So, but I know exactly what weed that is. How potent it is. What, if it's a sativa, if it's a hybrid, if it's indica dominant, like.
0: Yeah, yeah. You there's no fucking guessing that's games. Blessed. What was the What was the best part yeah. of Colorado? And uh, just actually, you know what? Uh, give me one second. I have to piss. I'll be right back.
1: All right. <laughs> Please hold while Dave takes a leak. You think you put it closer to his bathroom? Well, while we're on a commercial break, I'd like to tell y'all about. Actually, I have nothing I really want to tell you all about. Um, The Nightmare Before Christmas was good. Uh, Vegas is pretty cool. I'm looking at a brown door. And I am sitting in a pink chair. What kind of thoughts do y'all have when you're being? Do you think maybe this pee could last a little longer? Do you often think about the color of your pee? Oh my god,
0: man, I'm back now, and I I, I gotta also poop, but I'm gonna hold on to that one. Oh, Were you
1: this... able to hear me from the bathroom?
0: I heard some sort of mumbling, uh, but I couldn't think about anything but how bad I had to poop.
1: Damn it, my coffee's cold
0: no no that's not so cool so what was what was the best thing about uh, Colorado how long were you there two years two years so
1: it it tends to be I can't stay anywhere longer than two years what's that about I don't know it just happens to happen
0: does it or is there something underlying something else at play
1: I don't know maybe my balls get real tight around two years and I have to go
0: the skin around them yeah that's a problem
1: it's not too much of a problem as long as I leave.
0: <laughs> so I imagine as, you're, as you get older and you're going from place to place, I think it just becomes more difficult to make friends as you get older. So are you finding that the personal relationships that you have in each one of these places as time goes on, they become a smaller and smaller group?
1: Um, yes. Um, I also find that I revert back to older friends, um, especially every time I move I reach out to people I haven't talked to in a while and try to have conversations and especially as of recently I've been trying to be very encouraging.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I don't think it's a coincidence, I think that, you know, there's probably something to the idea that at this age you're you're realizing that meaningful relationships with people are maybe the most
1: important thing yeah absolutely and um, you know I've 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 actually even reached out to you know some people that I've done wrong to and stuff like that and apologized and especially being on the road as often as I am it just gives you a lot of time to think
0: yeah I imagine that's kind of the the problem is uh, (laughs) the time that you have to think kind of will fuck you up.
1: I mean, there's there's a lot of times having with random people and friends you make over the years and stuff like that, but there's just as many alone times.
0: Yeah, all the shit that goes through your head as you're trying to go to sleep.
1: Yeah, and uh, as most people must realize, unless I'm just insane, your mind is not a kind place.
0: Yeah, um... There's a issue that exists when there's things about yourself that you don't like and you're not trying to confront those or fix those things. Every once in a while, uh, they come knocking at the door and they, they want you to look at them.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely for sure. But I've also been trying to stare my problems in the face and beat them. Yeah,
0: well... It's gotta be hard when your problems are scattered across the fucking country
1: yeah yeah it's it's, it's pretty hard especially getting my license because those problems are scattered across the country too i don't know where to begin
0: and nobody tells you that part about right like this that's not something that your 18 year old self or your 20 year old self would have thought of before you left like right before you i think my wife is home right before you got in the car and you thought i 'm about to scatter problems all across this country it'll be hard to scoop them up and put them in one basket when it's all do- well it 's all over
1: yeah, no, not at all. Um, I tried to look up my criminal record the other day, and even the website I went to was confused about me
0: <laughs> yeah that'll happen it, it, uh, hi buddy oh gee all right listen i've got 've got to wrap this up my uh my son and my wife just walked in, but this was good i think we should do this more often this was very good i enjoyed the shit out of this
1: absolutely i mean we, we as far as chronologically we've just made it to washington i still got a few states after that
0: yeah and then you know the finer details of things i'm sure you'll think of something that you wanted to say or i'll think of something i wanted to ask as soon as i fucking end this but uh you know i'll send you the links and shit in a little while once i get it all updated and uh and we'll do it again soon absolutely i'll
1: be looking forward to
0: it All right. love you cousin Love you too, man. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, that was fun. I had a lot of fun doing that one. And uh, we just hit about the two-hour, two, two hour, quarter after two hours. Um, so, you know, sorry I haven't been posting them up recently. I've just been super busy. It's been weeks, but new jobs and bachelor parties and preparing for weddings and all these different things. There's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, but... I'll be back soon and do another one. So uh, this was episode six, I believe. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.